hello, hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode four of the Ad Bros podcast. You have myself, Tony Stallion. You can just call me Tony. Who we got from the team today? Yeah, it's AD, the Magnificent, all the way from Decatur, Georgia, all the way from ATL, all day. Shay's in the building. Uh, I want to just say shout out to Queens, shout out to uh, Jamaica, shout out to Southside, shout out to Richmond Hill. I love y'all, and if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't be here. Rose is back. I uh, just want to say thank you for you know still hanging in there with us, listening, and you know staying staying in tune. So yeah, episode four. Let's just dive into it right now. So I'm sure everybody has seen it. Black Panther, of course. I guess for me, I, I mean, it's easy to talk right, about. Dive in. It's Let's easy go. to talk about, like you know what the movie did on screen, but I'm kind of cerebral. So I always like to think about things like in a very non-traditional manner, right? The things that happen off screen. So I'm looking at like, yes, that is a comic book uh, movie. Uh, it's owned by Marvel, who is obviously owned by Disney. I get it, right? It's, it's, it follows the script of a MCU movie, right? Which is going to have a hero, an antagonist, some type of origin story potentially. And, you know, obviously you're going to have like, you know, some issues. Great film, by the way. I mean, great, great movie, by the way. What really enchants me about Black Panther is not necessarily the movie itself. It's about Ryan Cougar as a um, director, the the actual um, uh, the, the, the talent used on screen, more so the talent used off screen, right? So imagine all the different people who did the wardrobe, uh, like the sister who did the wardrobe, obviously was did some of the wardrobe for some of Spike Lee's first films, right? Mm. Um, definitely Ryan Cougar himself, like. You know, hearing Ryan Coogler talk, he sound like one of my peeps from back home, right? Just an everyday brother, um, but he's making a film this huge, right? I mean, to make a film on that level this right. huge with that studio with Marvel, right? And Coogler sound like your cousin, your your, your bro. Dude. He sounds straight out the bay, which I, uh, yeah. I, I love. Yeah, I, I love that. that. I, I love, love that. that. Yes, and I, love, I that. love that because you know, let's be honest, right? We all work in this game, right? Like, imagine those reviews when he was, like, getting those rough cuts coming in, those dailies right. coming in, right? And imagine he got a, the pressure. And the pressure. He got to review this stuff with, like, higher-ups because right. that, that budget is serious, right? right. So to the, the, the see a brother like him make that film, which is breaking all kinds of records, uh, on this level with that amount of talent, that amount of resources, um, with this amount of pressure, I mean, look, I haven't seen a campaign right. yet that can potentially do that. And and, and honestly, and, and, and honestly, the pressure is definitely on because he's yeah he, he's directed Fruitville Station and, and, Creed. and Creed and that's it. But yo, I mean that's not and, and, that's and, not, true. and not, not and again not taking away at all. But no, I mean that's but true. Like, but like in terms of a resume, he ain't Michael Bay. Marvel Marvel director. It he, was it was a lot of pressure because it's like he's yo, got bro, Michael like, Bay budget to produce a film. In my opinion, that that blows any of Michael Bay's films out the water because it tells a story it's mm. nuanced it's breaking the whole di you know uh the, the entire experience of being black regardless where right. you're from the diaspora like into the film and like really making it very nuanced right, regardless right, right. where you're from like kill in my opinion is is pretty much Ooh. anybody that's black born in the west whether you're talking about the caribbeans Definitely here in America, whatever, right? Oh, just for the audience, this spoiler alert: if you haven't seen Black Panther, you well, if you haven't seen, yeah, Black if you Panther, haven't seen it, you play yourself. But, but, but you, nah, go ahead, go ahead. No, nah, you know what? I feel like walking out of the movie. I feel like the movie number one 
covered so much ground mm. in the amount of time that absolutely from start to finish the movie wasn't too long number one for me covered so much ground mm -hmm. and number two the 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 lenses and perspectives that it gave, right? Like, so then you talk about an African nation, and then you, they talked about the beginning and the different tribes and how they came, and then you had like one tribe who was like kind of like uh, defiant, but you know, at the end of the day, they went to do their own thing. I could relate to that. Like, mm. it's very relatable, no matter from like if you're on the West Coast, New York, wherever. Right. And I felt like it was very tasteful as well. Just the light of how it showed, like uh, black people, right? I mean, I've watched a lot of black movies. I go into like fucking Tyler Perry movies, and it, it, those kind, it's certain kind of movies that I just don't rock with. And I felt like there was a consensus mm. gotcha. across more more people to say, you know what? Like, I was good with the product, right? Like right. it was just right. a good right. film that was very tasteful. I think one thing it was smart. It, it was, was well very done. smart, well yeah. done. One thing for me that I thought was funny and that I identified with is the fact that when they they had the um, vibranium, vibranium yeah. right, and they had it hidden, and they didn't want other countries to know, right. Mm. And I feel like that experience, you know, right, everyday because, experience, right. People will do that to you. But yeah. the thing about that, but no, but the thing about that is. That spoke volumes to me Even about the culture, the culture, culturally, yeah. Yeah. and it's like you know what? No, because if I tell you about it, then you're gonna try to come over here and take some. Mm -hmm. And I know the use, like how to use it, in a way that's like, all right, it's not, it's not for sale. Right. I thought that that was, I thought that was very powerful. Another thing that was very powerful to me was the reality that it, um, it just talked about the African and the the perspective of. The American black, gotcha. and just how they look at each other. Um, oh man, a fantastic film! I thought it was great. Um, highly recommend it. Well, I do have to ask, like, why did Agent Ross have to kind of be like that change agent in the film? I that, agree. That that's the one thing. What do you I'm, mean? What do you mean? So I mean, if it wasn't for Agent Ross, those kind of cargo ships would have left Wakanda. I thought about that too. Yeah, those cargo ships would have left. Oh, the you country. mean him him well, attacking the ships? That's and Hollywood. Like, gotta insert. You yeah, know, the, I mean that, that's you know, all. That's why I got it. Honestly, be the I didn't I didn't look at it that way. I just looked at it as, and again, I, I could be ignorant, but I just looked at it as him being a pilot and him just being the person who's available to pilot this ship. Yeah. That was by design, though. That's yeah, what that's what, that's what I'm saying. It's saying like okay, he he became uh, the quasi savior. Of the film, while Black I didn't Panther look at it that way. Yeah, I, I kind of saw it that way. I, I, I did. Yeah, oh, damn. But maybe I'm not as woke as y'all. No, nah, it's I not about being woke. Woke is this? Yeah, you know. It's it, it, I mean, I'm it's it's a it's a Disney movie. It's a Marvel movie. So that's all I'm saying. But I did think the film was fantastic, gotcha. and I and I hope more people go see. Okay, it. just the one thing I want to impact with you guys is he wasn't your typical guy, bad guy who just wants to kill the world and end it. And again, I could be. Devil's advocate. In the hey, situation. I read an article on The Verge. I think it was The Verge that talked about um, comparing uh, Killmonger and Magneto. Mm. Oh, actually, mm. I like that yeah. because if Magneto you look at, is very similar. Well, yes. Yeah, because you look at Magneto, um, you first got introduced to Magneto, you know, in these, these recent X Men movies, 
as a kid being ripped apart from his parents, uh, who was obviously at Ashwich and they was on the way to the incinerator and he was ripped apart from them, right? So right. that that hurt was established. Actually, I never I never made that comparison. Right? That's and, a good comparison. And if you think about Killmonger, same kind of thing. So obviously midway through the movie, um, you you know that you know, he goes through somewhat of the same thing. Like his, right. he has his birthright to Wakanda, but he's never actually allowed right. to uh, experience that because of a sudden death of his dad. Right. Right. So that that hurt was established at a very young age. Right. And, you know, that basically created Killmonger or created right. Magneto. And it's been theorized that that character is probably equally or if not more dynamic than Magneto. Right. Who's been around? Magneto been around like you know yeah. decades. Nah, honestly, now you pointed out, I I can see the comparison, and just to jump on that point you just made, the reason why like for me it's hard. Like again, I it's hard for me to call Killmonger Killmonger a bad guy because it's like the point you just made is are, are, are the same points that have made Batman a superhero, right? Right. His parents getting killed. Yeah, right. him him taking this path to to becoming a superhero is is the same thing. made Superman a superhero. His, well, in the new one, his uncle being killed, him becoming a superhero. Spider Man, his uncle being killed, right. him becoming a superhero. So oh, in real life, yeah. The, the the real Black Panthers was a direct result of the death of Malcolm X, Martin Luther King. Right. Right. So why they may not been directly related to the guy, though they're brothers. Right, exactly. And, and for a non, one guy being, who professed nonviolence, and another guy who professed equal equality for, you know, black people first and then all people, for those guys to get gunned down by their government. Right. And then all of a that created, ultimately, the Black Panther Party. Exactly. Right? So, sometimes those things do produce results that, you know. Right. That could lead to, um, you know, the ultimate exactly. antagonist. Yeah, I, I like I like that. Was was there any other scenes or, or moments in the movie that that you guys think may have been under the radar? And I know the first scene, like when he was like about to, um, you know, get into some action. You know, obviously T'Challa had on black. Um, you know, uh, Lupita's character had on green. And the sister who was head of the uh, Dora uh, Malaje, she had on red. So that that consistent, you mm, know, interesting theme of red, black, I and did, green I didn't, I didn't even that. was there. You know, what I mean, it's I mean that's why I get Coogler his props because he really wove in like a lot of like nuanced things that it's Mad not thoughtful. so literal, but right. it was there. Yeah. You know, Mad thoughtful. Yeah. Uh, no, another thing that I noticed too, I mean, it's just the relationship between the males and the females. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, they had the moment when, you know, um, the one, the general, I believe she was like defending, um, the king and yeah. then her husband was like, no, he's defending another king, the other king. And then they had an opportunity. He was like, you would kill me for the kingdom. She's like, absolutely would. And you would, you thought that it was going to go another way and it didn't go that way. It just showed like the love and the respect. I feel like in a lot of movies you don't really see that at that level uh with between black men and black women right like a lot of movies right. like they want for you know see they want the sister to bow down or right yeah or just see them go at each other right like they had an agreement but one was uh, one was just agreeable in that fashion it's like you know what 
we in this together and this for our country like you know what we're married let's stay together we're gonna work this out right all right so i mean i know we spoke about wars before but like all right so let me just dive into this real quick brother regardless how you guys feel about wars i mean do we still need awards to validate movies and actors no okay i'm gonna say next person personally no however humans need something to hold on to right so i really do think much as i not a big fan of awards myself our species like to be rewarded right for things that we may the guys like us may seem or may look at as being like you know not that important right you know we like to be rewarded we like to be rewarded right this idea of gamification so when you do something right you know you kind of like to reward yourself right or when you do something right at your job or you accomplish something, you want to be rewarded. So I think I think human beings overall like that. Also, we like to talk shit about when somebody don't get rewarded. So right. it's like the flip side <laughs> of that, right? It's, it's a train wreck approach. Right. I think just for me, the reason why I said no is because what was brought up specifically was the Academy Awards. And I feel like that's an old and outdated kind of, True. you know, establishment right like the way that we view content is much different versus when it was first established so right. maybe we put together an award ceremony that means something it means something to the people who are actually viewing this content so that and would the, be the global uh the global go- uh the, i'm tripping golden globe golden globe awards right because right. that's technically from the people Right. From my understanding. So that'd be more like that. Right? And just like specifics to like platform. Like when you put in platform versus this platform and this original content together, like I feel like that means more to people because like we all are sitting here and saying that, yo, we didn't even see this movie because for whatever reason. And it's because not that we're not watching movies and we're not watching content, but it's how we're watching it. So those award shows should reflect that. Well, how you feel? Yeah, that's sir? a great point. Um, I think awards are important, um, not for us, but for the people who actually receive them. And what I mean by that is if you were working, as an example, if we're working on a brand mm-hmm. and you do something for a soda company, you get a, a lion for the agency. Yeah, That's for the agency and that's for the brand. The creative can be like, okay, yeah, that's cool. I have that award, but you don't really have that award because that's not going to guarantee you can even be at the agency or whatever for like the next year or, or two years or whatever. So it's not guaranteeing your place there. So I think awards are important in the sense that people have them to put it on their resumes or put it on their real, their portfolio. But I don't think people care about awards. Hey, I won yeah. an award. A while ago, um, and I didn't even know what I won because the agency didn't even tell me that I won. So I didn't even See. get a chance to even go to the award show. And I won two awards. I won a gold, a gold Addy regional, uh, you know, regional Addy, uh, and I won a bronze uh, Addy for a blog site I designed. And I didn't even know I won. And, and you have uh, you have another one. I mean, you have a, damn, uh, bro, you trying to have them shine up? I mean, yeah, shine I won a couple up. awards, but it's kind of like. One, I don't know. For me personally, I can't eat off awards, right? I right. can't feed right. my family it's like with awards, right? Yeah. They're cool, look, look good on LinkedIn, whatever. But I don't know, man. I, I just have my back and forth issue with awards because 
I want them. And, you know, sometimes when I've won them, I never was invited to go receive them. And, you know, the shit is kind of biased. It's it's a popularity con- contest, and I just don't really do those. So, okay. but hey, whatever. I like that. That's just um, me being. I don't like no, that. I just no, like but, that. No, but awards response. are a popularity contest. So yeah, it's, it's like, like high school. you have to get people in there who can advocate on your behalf. You vote for their award. They vote for right. yours. And that's how it's. But you know, the truth is most creators are not that good. Mm. They they can get past their right. client or they can get past their agency. But most, most creators steal. No, well, it's bigger that's than true. that. That's a whole nother. Most yeah. creators topic, do steal. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's true. But it's bigger than that, right? Because most creatives are like, if you do it professionally and there's no other end goal, you just got to do what you got to do. Hey, I mean, I remember, you know, us talking to one of our old colleagues. Um, he was saying that when he worked at this Omnicom agency, I'm not going to call him out, but. You going to say his name, though? Not going to say his name. Oh, okay. But he was telling me that, you know, back in the day, like, at the end of the day, you know, you would literally have to take your, whatever ideas you threw in the trash, people would take those ideas. Oh, they would steal your They would steal, literally steal your ideas wow. out the trash yeah. can. Yeah. So he got into practice, um, and a bunch of other people get into practice of taking their ideas with them at night and, and trashing it when they got home. Because, you know, to your point, um, you know, Stallion, that people would literally steal your ideas. And next thing you know, you had a, a right. creative review. Exactly. And you're like, holy shit. I did This that. motherfucker presenting my idea that I thought was a throwaway. Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, that right. idea getting produced because they sold it in. What would you suggest someone does if, if, if that happens? And has that happened to you? And what did you do? That's tricky, bro. Because you need, you need an advocate. Like, yeah. If yeah. you're gonna go in with a, a big stick swinging about somebody, you know, you gotta have an advocate. You gotta have an advocate. Oh, you gotta have you an gotta, advocate. You gotta have, you gotta an gotta advocate. have someone that has a high title and major influence at the job. You're gonna have your back and got your back. Cause if you don't you have that, you toast. Yeah, you, you're toast. You have a problem. You're toast. And I learned that the hard way. If that. you don't have an advocate that's gonna stick up for you for when you put out an idea and somebody steal that idea. I mean, you can bring it up, but it's really your word against theirs. Right. I mean, it becomes semantics at that point. Um, I've had people steal my ideas, or let me not say steal because it's not covered. I want to say covered something that mm. I might have thought That's of. That's a safe Got word. Um, Let's do it. But the thing is, it's like, you know what? I'm kind of where AD is with a lot of stuff, and it's like, I know I did it. And the reality is, is... In a lot of cases, it's not even that deep for mm-hmm. me. It's like, all right, then you know what? Then I'm just going to move differently next time. Right. And like, you got to come up with that on your own. Like, you know what, I'm, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, Rosé, yeah, yeah. Ro- you know, you're not going to continue to use Rosé and, right. you know, my shit. You live and you learn from, yeah. from this just, one situation. You just move differently. Yeah. And, and and all of that is brings wisdom. Like, you know what? Then exactly. That's when I have younger people come to me. I was like... No, you know what, man? Maybe you want to think about it this way. Maybe you want to move right. more differently. And that's all it is. It's like, who, who, I mean, subconsciously, we might have taken things from people that didn't mean Exactly. Mean, yeah. And then and another thing, too, is like, you know what? Somebody might know they probably didn't have an opportunity to prepare. And the last thing, the first thing that came to mind was the last thing that you said. And they said it. Right. And you didn't trip about it. And they're like, you know what? That happened. I might take this person under my wing, or I might, you know, show this person the world from a different way. Right, right. So it is what it is. Like, you know, like what we do, it's not 
like surgery. It's not like <laughs> not serious. Yeah, yeah. It's nah, like right. I'm not nah, saving right. nobody's life. All right, you know, I might surgery. I might share it with a person like Shave. Like yo, you know he, you know he, you know he got that from yeah, you. Know? So as long as the idea. people, right. as long as the people I that I care about and they know, that's all that matters. All right. And I, I, and know, I ain't even tripping about it. Like I'm not really tripping about it like that. I, I don't think any idea is ever ultimately original. Right. None mm. of it because we've Talk all that. done it. Because there's only so many things you could. But my thing is like, how many times can you sell um, a toothpaste? Or a liquor bottle, like how, like how many times can you do it? At the end of the day, it all becomes essentially the same thing, but how you execute it is very different. So yes, I've had people literally take my work verbatim, mm -hmm. present it, wow. <laughs> you know, you know, and present it as their own. So um, the other thing you can do is recognize where you are in that hierarchy. And just do your work. At I the don't end know, of the day, man, but <clears throat> I mean, let's be real. Like you know, some guys take your idea. Next thing you know, they getting fucking rewarded for it. Yeah, they get taken but, to award shows. But you know, they, they get getting like you know, getting treated like they the fucking you know, I don't know, like I they the they the shit. Even you. though they took your idea, and I don't know, I you can feel you. a way about that, and there's nothing wrong with feeling I mean, that. Way. I look at it like this, mm. like, can I man, like, like nah, real quick I, yeah. before you jump in, there, I was gonna <clears> say, like Jay said, you say you made Jay, make another one. That's Boom. how I look at there it. You if you still an idea, like if you, it, yo, and, you can still an idea. And fabulous, make, make another great idea. Fabulous said this a long time ago. He said, you know, sometimes you know if you can't be used, then you're useless. Mm. So I mean, it depends on the lens and the perspective. Mm. I mean, those two I, good I, points. I look at it like this in a lot of ways. Wherever I'm at, it, you know what I'm saying? Like I don't own this company. I don't own this it, brand. That's a true. And my that's thing is that. this: you better use me while I'm here, because when I'm gone, you I'm know gone. what? This building was here before I got here, and the building gonna be here after I leave. So I, I'm not a, but I'm just talking from like a media, a media person, right, right, like right. from a media standpoint. Like, but but I mean, go ahead. No, I, I don't want you. Uh, no, nah, go ahead, man. I, so let me get into it. So I think like <laughs> obviously let's get into it. Right. Obviously there are no new ideas. I don't. I don't I think agree. so. I think that the way people execute it is a new idea is different the way you execute it. But I feel like somebody has had the same idea that, and I, I imagine myself as an explorer. I'm an adventurer. And when it comes to creative. I don't want to see what other people are doing. I just want to do my own shit. Right. But at the end of the day, I do recognize that someone else might have came up with this. How I execute it is very different. Right. How I make it relevant, how I make it cool, how I make it whatever is different. But with that being said, I do recognize that if I work at an agency, I don't own that idea. Because as soon as they cut me a check, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I've given them like you my know what's, basically, intellectual yeah. You know what's actually worse than, well, equally as worse as somebody stealing your idea or the way that you perceive you maneuvered a preceded idea, right? Do you even care about that? No, I'm just gonna make a point, right? Okay. You know what's even worse than like somebody stealing like a, a thought, an original thought? Is somebody selling a whack ass idea mm. when you know it's whack and they know it's whack, yes. but they figure out a better way to, to perform it? Yes. And you know, like, yo, that. this shit is garbage. This is yes, trash. I hate that. And, but they, but they the, knew how to sell it. You know how to sell it, but it don't make, I mean, yeah, and that's the point, right? Like some of the greatest, Things has been rewarded. It wasn't necessarily good. It's just some motherfucker sold it. And, and sometimes things are just timely. Yeah. So you've done right. it at the right time. So people are gonna appreciate it in a different way today. I've seen people if. bojangle, cooning. <laughs> I can say that because I'm black. Cooning, yeah. cooning, straight up yeah. and down, cooning in front of the account people and the client. Yeah. And it's like ah, this is. 
I can't do that. Right, and if right. I got to do that to sell an idea, then I won't sell shit. Because I don't know so, how to coon. So realistically, the idea is not that good, though. Exactly. Gotta, that's yeah, that's my point, sell, though. But that's my that point. But so, all right, that that, <clears throat> that brings us to my next point. I mean, like, <laughs> Ooh, we got a little heated up here. Nah, I think that was, that, 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 that was a good. That was a good segue into the next topic. Is advertising? I mean, we we add bros, so we gotta talk about advertising, yeah, and we, we add them brothers. We've been talking about it. Um, is advertising? Is advertising behind in innovative ideas, innovative ads? Activations, whatever. Yes. All right. Wait before we unpack that. What'd you think, Rose? I agree. All right, Shay. What'd you think? Get off your phone. Stop texting. Sorry. Absolutely. Okay. All right. I, I like agree. Shay's I. I. Point I. Point I. I, I, I want to. Shay got a really say I. I agree as well. But let's let's let the man unpack this. Shay got a good point of view on this. Go ahead. I mean, honestly, I'm before you unpack this, I'm gonna just jump in. Like right now, advertising is following, not leading. Like like they're following art, they're following what's hot. They're going on social media and looking at what's 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 popping in the in the in the sphere and, and then and then they're making an ad that speaks to that versus making an ad that's innovative. And then and then letting culture follow that, which I think is wrong, in my perspective. But I'm not creative, so you can't speak yeah. to all uh, of But it. you're you're a thinker. Uh, if if all right, so have you ever been invited to a party? Yes. I just want to say for the record, I've been invited to many parties. Okay, so people who are invited to parties typically are cool, right? Or they're interesting, relatively speaking. Yeah, yeah. So they're interesting. Sometimes they just gotta follow. They get they got following. Yeah, but but this. Oh, let me get to where I'm going. So like, when people My get invited point. to parties, it's for a specific reason. They're interesting. They're fun. They're cool. You like to talk to them. You want to be around them, right? And advertising was that for a very long time, a very long time, right? And because of that, you were able to create things, right? So the Marlboro Man or Green Giant or Michelin Man, whatever, right? The problem with advertising today is that there's no cultural component to it. It's not like we're making something for other people to follow or to build upon, which is problematic when you're trying to build um, brands or, or what have you. So what we're seeing now is a shift to where advertising is taking things from people. They're pulling pieces of our cultural thread and our um, cultural kind of nuances and it comes across as corny or late or um, not thoughtful. Whereas what advertising used to do is create it. Like Mickey D's, that's an advertising concept, mm -hmm. right? And it translated into our everyday kind of vernacular. But advertising doesn't do that anymore. You just wait, oh shit, this is cool, the nene. Okay, let's get everybody to do the nene. Like, no, bro. That's it's, not what advertising is. It's one trick pony almost. Exactly. Yeah. That's not advertising's purpose. Advertising's purpose is to show you this is a product you should buy. It's relative to you. It makes sense. Here's why it makes sense. That's what advertising is at the core. So if you go to school to learn advertising like I did, you learn your features, your advantages, and your benefits. But how do you do that? You make it creative and you make it interesting. Advertising does not do that today. And unfortunately, that's the reason why I feel personally advertising is failing 
because you're just trying to catch on to something that's relevant and you hope that it takes you along for the ride. You hope it becomes a meme or social, right? And, or becomes uh, viral, viral, right? You you you're hoping, you're begging for people to be like, oh, that's this free is really media. Cool. That's free media. Just no. for, for those who don't know, <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like you're hoping for people to be like, oh, this is cool. Let me get along for it. When advertising for a hundred years made culture and made things. Like if we talk about the modern day, uh, I'm not gonna sit here and do the whole history of advertising, but our modern advertising starts in like 1860 with NW Airs, right? So they understood like if you have a message, we can strategically place it within your documents to understand like okay, somebody reads the newspaper and they're gonna see this ad for you know W H Macy's, which I think it came a little bit later than that, but you get the point of it. So it's like thinking about how advertising plays a role in our life and it does because we see brands four or five thousand times a day but advertising has never evolved to fit the individual person one-to-one -one every single day i think the the people who can more likely innovate advertising are going more or less be the guys who can control data so you're not talking mm, cool google netflix maybe uber Definitely Amazon. I mean, because they understand what people like and they can contextualize messaging using machine learning, AI, and some creative, you know, to really target, not even just target groups of people, like hyper target down to the individual. Right. They can get more specific. Yeah. In terms of like, they what they call dark ads, right? Like those same dark ads that was ran during the 2016 election that, you know, the ads that only, you know, AD would see, or Stallion would see, or Rose would see, and then if I share it, it becomes a non-dark ad. So I think that's been the innovation, but nevertheless, that's just an algorithm. That's not culture. Right, I agree. You need permission. And and that's a thing I feel like advertising agencies have lost, and, and that's why they're not um, as relevant as they can be, and, or probably should be, to be honest, and why you see the state of uh, marketing and advertising because people we don't ask permission anymore and advertising used to be like this is the culture i'm selling you this thing because right. it's interesting it's cool it's great they Here's used to set the tone yeah basically yeah absolutely. all right oh like oh what are you no, about to say Jose? and to that point too and i think also the evolution of like different platforms and how you speak to people right like that's a story too absolutely. and certain sometimes i feel like advertisers don't know how to deal with that or no. handle it. So it's like, I mean, what all a lot of this stuff is so new that yes, advertising product sell it to you, how to sell it to you, but like we're all babies to it still. Mm -hmm. Where it's right. like, you know what? I'm learning how the person who's consuming it is learning. VR and AR. I mean, where is it going? Where do we think it's going? I put it to you like this. All right, jump into that. VR, AR. I think AR has the potential to actually outdo VR because it can be. A, it's a little bit more democratic. It doesn't. Also, so, sorry. What, as you look, can you kind of like just break oh, down, break the down with that those definitions means. So, for those who don't know, AR stands for augmented reality. That's when you put a layer on top of something that already exists. Versus virtual reality, it means that you are going into a whole nother quote-unquote realm. Uh, realm or experience that doesn't necessarily connect with your current reality, i.e. 
digital, right? Or second life or whatever, right? So AR, in the case of like the phones, will allow you to just point your phone at something and be able to just augment that reality or put a layer on top of IE Pokemon Go or some of the things with Google Maps or whatever, right? VR, unfortunately, requires you to put something on your body, right? Yeah. Some kind hardware. of some hardware, right? Some lens, you know, let's be real. Some people don't want to mess up the hair. Some of the people just, I mean, being for real. I mean, that's that's real talk, right? And, or and more than anything. user experience. It, you it, have to use my product unless you, you can't use my product unless you buy a hardware device. Right, and that right. hardware sometimes takes a lot of computing power yeah. to drive that, right? Now, right. some of the VR headsets are driven by, head, by uh, smartphones, but a lot of them are really driven by computers. And more and more right. people don't have computers. They have, they have phones. So the thing about um, VR, I think if you're a brand trying to use VR, you may want to consider it to be more of a B2B kind of solution, whereas AR could be B2C or B2B2C, um, which is business to business to consumer or B to, uh, business to business, right? But um, I, I think companies like Apple and Google with that, because they control all the, the, the headphones, not the headphones, but the, the, the cell phones, these guys can really make VR and AR a little bit more uh, accessible. Prior to that, it requires you to have like some really high-powered computer right. to actually do it. So I think overall, like the technology is there. I just don't know if the reason to engage yeah, right. has really been Absolutely. fully thought I mean, about yet. I mean, I, th I think it, it, it kind of stems back to when the internet started. It was yeah. like, like originally it started in, in the military and it Arthurnet. And, and it wasn't yeah, really right. accessible to everybody and it wasn't really needed by everybody. It was but, created but, with the intent for a nuclear fallout. But once it was accessible to everybody and once everyone found that once there was a way and, and a need for it and it became generally available to everybody, I think it was something that was new and innovative and, and blew up and, and everybody wanted to use it. So just to your point and just to, just to jump on the on the back of your point, I think once AR and VR both are needed on a general standpoint, that's when it's like, all right. I can tell you what that's going to be. Oh, that's going all right. I, my I, man, my man. Yo, ultimately. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. What's the spoiler? <laughs> okay, I'm going to give you the spoiler. <laughs> and it's you're really not out, that much of a spoiler, but the, the internet has always did one thing very well, and that is connect you with people. Right. Mm -hmm. AOL. What did you got when you got an AOL account? You got a you got dial up. You got an email, right? Yeah. That email connect you with other people. So whether you're trying to date or get a job or get some type of newsletter, that was the way. That is the only reason why you got on the internet in the nineties, right? Right. Dial DS, up. Yeah, dial up, right? <laughs> You know, some, some kids don't even know what they don't know what that means. They don't have to deal with that. So Who, you move in. This is washed, brothers. <laughs> Ooh, so, shit. So you new, you move into the new millennium, which is two, you know, the, you know, two thousand and beyond. At some point, the new way to connect was not emails; it became social media. Right. So more and more people started connecting via social media, Absolutely. and they got faster internet. Then. Social became pretty important. Web 2.0 came around. Then more and more people start connecting because of content. So ultimately, until AR and VR figure out a ways to connect people with people, 
it's just not going to be a use case for it. Yeah, and and I give Zuckerberg a lot of credit for that. Yeah, because he understood uh, a very what we see now as a very simple insight. Yeah, they want to be connected. They want to be connected. Yeah, and, and you know, yeah. I hate to say it. I mean, look, what what what's the one thing that always revolutionized any technology? Porn. Yeah. No, <laughs> no you laughing. But we, the we porn laugh, industry saved the internet. Yeah, it's real talk. Save the internet. If you think about the way advertising is done on the internet, how you think about how um, data speeds yeah. are constructed, it's because of pornography on the internet. If you think about downloads, it's pornography <laughs> hey, on the internet. I mean, the last so, episode we talked about sex dolls. So, yeah. I mean, if somebody figure out a way for VR to be really like the Matrix, it's a wrap. And, and the thing is, like, and I, it's a wrap. And, and I, I know that's not the question that you asked, but like, when we talk about pornography, why it's important is because it shifted the landscape of what the internet was built on. The internet, the internet was built for information. Yeah. For you to get easy access to it, not every day easy access. Yeah, it was never meant for. It, it wasn't meant for. It was us. never meant to be monetized. No, no, it was never meant for that. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, you cool. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, but. Pornography made you download videos. <laughs> it brought you ads. It brought you speed. Yeah. It brought you different user interfaces. Streams. Because because if you look at the internet, it wasn't like <laughs> <laughs> it brought you different strokes for different different, folks. different strokes. Anyway, but it's true. I'm done. I'm done with that. To answer your question, <laughs> Sean, um, what Tony. was your question? <laughs> the question, I'm, the I'm a little bit late off that handy. Nah, you, hey, hey, hey. That out. <laughs> the question was uh, VR and AR, where is it going? Oh, okay. Where do we think it's going? Yeah, apologies. Um, yeah, I think everything is meant for a purpose. So if you can create um, a scenario or a situation which is necessary, then yeah, use the technology. Well, I don't think you ever should use technology just for the sake of it. Because when you do that, you're making it novel, and you don't want novelties in creative. Pornhub is gonna figure it out. Oh yeah, gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, like I just want to speak for the layman. Like, I'm interested to see where uh, VR porn is gonna go. <laughs> just to be honest, I mean, you just do like 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 for the culture. I'm asking for the culture. Like, where is this gonna go? Like Black China should have she should have had VR instead of that whack ass video she put sheesh. out. And then, and then, and then Yo, just, just, who knew just, he was just, gonna wild out like just, that? Just to go past that, once again past porn and adult film and all that stuff, I would love to see where VR goes with like multiplex and and movies and everything and just being involved and in, and just being in the in the in the video in the movie in the in the culture and it's just well that that would be big yeah. then you now Samsung step up well yeah well I think Apple could do it yeah. definitely yeah. MR with uh, it, it Microsoft has to, it has to start there right. well Microsoft got this but thing also called too, mixed but, reality but, but 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 just sorry just to jump in like I think from from a producer standpoint I think it becomes a money thing and it's just like yeah how you monetize as that, soon right? like I think as soon as it could be monetized and done. I wouldn't say cheaply, but done on on a, on a on a way where it's not super expensive. Where because you gotta think. I mean, for the for the layman diving into this, when you shoot something in VR AR, you have to shoot it one way. You have to shoot. You have to film the day on a regular camera, and then you have to film it 
differently for VR because you got to do all these perspectives and you have to three sixty cameras. Kind of yeah. There's so much, so much layout. There's so much nuances into it. Well, I mean, I think if and, and, AR, and, and I think no, I was just gonna say I think as soon as you can monetize it and make it easy in a shoot way or subsidize it, right? Maybe it's something that's used for education. Yeah, that's true. Right? Maybe it's used for education. I mean, I think you know they ain't trying to educate us. Yeah, that's true. I mean, a a good idea should be able to be flexible. Right, it should be able to expand across different things. That got weird, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it got really weird. But Sorry, I mean, yo, yo, I like it though. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean I like yo, it. that's the last topic. But I think it's good though. That's like, good. I mean, I mean, you got, you got, you got to think like, how do we subsidize? I think, I think the point is, how do we subsidize VR, AR? How do we make it accessible to everybody so that everyone could use it, everyone could do, do it, everyone could watch it? Yeah, and, I don't think and, my and mom make, is gonna fuck with it. Nah, I don't think so. It's definitely but for it, your generation. Now. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it, but it's not necessary for everybody, right. right? So, like anything you do, technology, you should have an idea behind it. Right, right. So whatever the idea True. is, like I mean, there's people who who've done it well, right? Like Verizon did some like um, Odell Beckham kind of VR when they threw a football to him and he just popped up, you know. So it makes sense in the situation that you're in to use technology. Yeah. Right. And it, it has to be like experiences and rollout that mean something to the people, right? Like right. Pokemon Go was like the biggest thing when it dropped, True. but then it just like died. And like no yeah, one exactly. really cares about that. And it's like, all yeah. right, so like we did that. That was cool. All right, what's next? So you got to have to continue with the like. Yeah, the push. It, like you the got, push yeah. back to back to back to back. Yeah. And, and, and the downside of that, to your point, like with Pokemon Go, I was in a meeting in an ad agency when they were like, yeah, we should do Pokemon Go, like an experience like that for a military client. Whoa. So I was like, how do y'all imagine using that? that?" Word? So yeah. So I'm like, I'm sitting there, I'm like, oh, "Oh, that's terrible. Yeah, that's not a good idea. That's not a good idea. Because like the military actually kills people. Right. That's their job. And they take that pretty serious because they don't want to kill anybody. Unless they need to. Yeah. Like, I, don't think, I don't think anybody really wants to kill anybody. But, like, I sat in that meeting, and I'm like, yeah, we should do, like, a Pokemon Go. I'm nah. Like, yeah. Nah. I mean, I think that brings it, brings us to, the, to, to this idea I brought up earlier. It was just, like, how does VR and AR translate into the real life where it's, like, for example, outside of entertainment is, like, if, you, if you're doing VR or AR to... For example, if you, if you're in the automotive industry and you're building a car, or you're in a the medical industry and you're mm-hmm. doing heart surgery, is like, does that? I mean, again, I'm not qualified to speak on this mm. specifically, but from the outside looking in, it's just like, does that directly translate to someone being able to do heart surgery, who's doing VR training to 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 next do it on a human? I don't, I don't think it does, but I mean, I could be wrong. I don't know. I mean, I mean, I think kids who are obviously way younger than us, they just learn different than we do, right? right. Like, you got kids who learn pretty much everything on YouTube. Exactly. So if you take YouTube and make that now augmented or make it more like a mixed, re- mixed reality or virtual reality, that just take what they've already been doing and it. It doesn't make it physical, but it gets it it gets them close to something that feels right, right, almost tactile in nature. Right. But 
it's not fully that, but by the time they get to something that may feel like that, right. they're at least familiar, but they still have to learn exactly. the physical like, world. Yeah, you got you right. to learn the physical part. I mean, it's like a manual, right? Like, you yeah. know, you... You can, yeah, you can read it, but you can read it. it ain't until you do it. Yeah, but you still are a little bit more familiar with whatever that is before you have to do the real thing. So look at, like, VR or even YouTube. It's literally like a digital manual for younger generations. Absolutely. Yeah. You know? Right. I mean, all I'm going to say is for the layman, I can't wait until VR porn comes out. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about it. And so you're like, going to get rid of your sex doll? You're not going to get the sex doll? So that You're just going to get that, the VR thing? That becomes a debate. Do I get rid we, of We're never going to see Do you? I get rid of the... Are you even going to host this podcast? Do, do I get rid of the... Yo, but his hands going to be strong. Do I, do I get rid of... <laughs> You give you give him a dap. That shit gonna be mad strong. You be like, you Yo, take your arm right do, off. Do, right. do 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 does the layman? I'm speaking for the layman, not for myself. Oh, of course, it's gonna be. Of boring. course, do we do we get rid of the two thousand dollar sex robot, or do we do the uh, VR? I hate sex, sex experience. Man. I think the if we're not careful, I think the ideal of actually like human touch, it's a, it's gonna be a thing of the past. Yeah. yeah. It's gonna be like yeah. dictionaries. Like who have a dictionary in the house? Well, okay. Jeez. Who have encyclopedias in the house? Damn. Wow. I remember People he used to books, I remember he used to come to my house and sell those. Yeah, right? Yeah. I remember when he used to come to my house right. and be like, yo, we have these encyclopedias for your kids to right. learn, blah, blah, blah. And got the little, the little translucent, I don't know transparent people, little yeah. pages. I don't know how many people that you can, that. You can actually no, see the internal right. of a human at body. The the day, at the end of the day, they don't do you that. want to see a dead body? <laughs> yeah, I, I just hate to say, I think human contact, we're not careful. It's gonna yeah. become like it's yeah, like be careful. That's unfortunate though. But yeah. on a positive note, I just hope that the movie industry moves into a positive VR AR standpoint. With the sex bots? Yeah, what? Man. No, bro. Oh, so I mean, it would be dope with the sex scenes and you see in movies. They go but they the they've kind of done it with 3D, right? And, and here's the thing. I'm sure. I can't really look at 3D films. I only got I can only see out of one. My eye. head hurts a lot when I look at these. And films. I can only see out of one eye. You need both of your eyes to see yeah. 3D films. So it just any I go to a 3D film. It's just consist. It's just constantly blurry for right. me, right? So I just can't even look at it. But you know what? You're amazing. In what way? Because like your design aesthetic, the way you build products, the way you build things is amazing. And I know that you have that handicap. And I learned that the most bizarre way ever. Yo, <laughs> me and this guy have been on road trips. We've probably been to a hundred dinners together. <clears throat> and this guy one day out of blue is like, oh yeah, I can't see on my eye. Or like, I'm colorblind. Wow, I'm like, wait that, a second. How, wow, you just, right how you just say that like on some regular casual shit? Like, I don't but understand. But my thing is you keep pushing because some people would use that and be like, yeah, I can't do but that's X, what I, Y, Z. But that's what I'm saying. It came out of nowhere. Like, we're talking about some bullshit. And he's like, oh yeah, by the way, like, I can only see legal. I'm only legally blind. I'm like, wait, right. what? You're so, my right eye, so, yeah. So, so real quick. That, funny. That's that's crazy, man. My man AD. But I got my eye. I a, got my eye on all of you guys. <laughs> <laughs> my, eye. my man AD is a super designer. We're at a table with four gentlemen, and we do about between about thirty things, thirty different things. Bro, honestly, wow. the four it's people true. at this table it's could true. run an uh, ad agency. Yeah, we could. That's what I'm saying. A small yeah. one, yeah. That's what I'm saying. And those in certain places had that shot. That's right, just not. Nah, but say it again. No, I'm just saying certain people had that shot, and it's like now when other people say, "Damn, where AD? AD, he killing shit," or 
You know, what's Shay doing? Shay killing. Shay. It's, it, sometimes you gotta leave home. Mm-hmm. You gotta leave home. You gotta get out your mama house. You do. To for everybody, be like, damn, you know what? He was good. I miss Tony. Right. I miss. I miss Shay. I miss mm-hmm. Ad. So I mean, that's just my thing. Nah, that's true. You know? Gotta get out your mama house. No, you're absolutely right. Sometimes you gotta break up with a girl so she could be like, damn. I this, fucked up. This dude is doing phenomenal. But you're right. I, I think to I get like out that. your mama's house, it, it, it's head on. Yeah. No, you're because right. I, I think a lot of us as a culture, as a people, we're afraid to take risks. Yeah, man. But if you don't take a risk, you don't get that reward. That shoot your shot. Shoot. Shoot your shot. I'm Kobe, dog. Mamba mentality. I'm I'm throwing up 45. (laughs) And I hope 20 of them go down. And I don't even care about you. I don't even care what you think about me. The last five shots I I took. Of course not. All I'm going to say is we don't need no soft talk when it comes to telling the truth. Mm. Mm. Byron Lewis. Talk that shit. Elijah. Elijah. We don't need soft talk. All right. You don't need no soft talking, telling the truth. All right. Yo, but anyway, yo, that's episode four. All right. We wrapping this up. Wrap. Yep. Hand gone. The hand gone. <laughs> we get out. Gone. All right. All right. Peace. Good morning. Queens. Good evening. I and love good you. Good night. Peace. No soft talking, telling the truth. <laughs> <laughs>